Hello, hello, and welcome to Ignite Your Light with Zara Black. Today, I wanted to talk about the topic of coercive control. Now, a lot of people may never have come across the term coercive control before, but it's actually a criminal offence, coercive control. It's actually a form of domestic abuse or domestic violence and um, there's a legislation against it that was passed in, I think, 2015 that made it a crime. However, it's actually really, really difficult to have somebody prosecuted for coercive control. Now, what is coercive control? (laughs) For those of you that don't know what coercive control is, coercive control, as I said, is a form of domestic abuse where the perpetrator controls the victim through threats, intimidation, um, maybe even threats of violence, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, those kind of things, really controlling the partner's um, movements and um, almost creating this sense of um, this alternative world for the victim where the victim's every move is being controlled. So you might have a victim being controlled in terms of the abuser tracking where the person is going um maybe texting them all the time you know from one location to another like you know literally going to asda and be like you know are you there yet you know are you in asda i know you i know you're not in asda because it's been 10 minutes already something like that um and yeah coercive control is is very very difficult to put your finger on as i said if you haven't been through coercive control you can't you can't really understand it you know a lot of people that have actually been in a coercive controlling relationship do not actually know that they're in a coercive coercive controlling relationship until they actually get out of it that's when they manage to get all the information and think oh hold on a minute this person does humiliate me this person does belittle me this person is emotionally abusing me this person is making me feel scared and intimidated maybe i'm in a coercive controlling relationship you know tracking my texts reading my emails you know no privacy that kind of thing and people don't really realize that they're in a coercive controlling relationship until they get out i actually only even came across this term of coercive control after i left my abusive relationship and yes i didn't know either that i was in a coercive controlling relationship You know, I'd always thought of myself as a really strong woman, a really independent woman, um, somebody who's not easily um, manipulated, somebody who cannot be controlled. (laughs) So how would I find myself being controlled in a relationship? It sounds alien to me, you know, but that's how subtle it is. You hear people talking about this... um, frog in a pot of boiling water if you put a frog in a pot of boiling water immediately the frog is going to jump out because it burns the frog knows it's in danger it's going to die it will jump straight out of the pot but if you put 
the frog in cold water or warm water and slowly every 10 minutes you're turning up the heat every 10 minutes you're turning up the heat the frog is not going to actually realize that you're actually cooking it alive because it gets used to the temperature its body adapts to it then you turn it up its body gets used to the next temperature then you turn it up again its body gets used to it until eventually you've actually cooked the frog you know and i think this is the same kind of thing with coercive control because nine times out of ten you know i always say to people i always say this to people if you went on a first date with somebody and they boxed you in the face would you go on a second date with them of course not because it's easy to identify that this person is an abusive person you know physically aggressive or physically abusive or whatever and is likely to you know hurt you in the future you know that's your first impression of the person that they are an abusive person because they boxed you in the face so that's kind of the same as dropping a frog in a pot of boiling water right but if the person is maybe charming takes you on a few first dates you know nothing particularly alarming initially you'll go out on a few more dates and subtly subtly eventually because coercive control is like a collection of things it's a pattern of events you know you there's little things that add up that you you won't necessarily count as being you know a quote-unquote red flag because it seems like really minuscule that's something that you can just bypass you know forgivable you know okay everybody's human everybody's you know nobody's perfect so you might just actually bypass these behaviors that this person might be displaying but what it is is a collection and over time it's like turning up the heat you know so the person might for instance be maybe trying to control what you wear for example you know i can actually say this for myself you know let me talk about myself and my personal relationship uh, keeping it personal you know my um i think this was kind of deeper into the relationship anyway i think this is probably yeah this is probably deeper into the relationship anyway you know my ex-husband used to try and control what i wore you know which is a very very um very very used tactic by by abusive people trying to control what you wear for example you know we'd go to like you know church or something and i'd be like yeah i'm wearing this kind of thing and he'd be like you know you need to wear some tights and i'd be like uh no i'm not gonna wear no tights uh i'm going to wear the dress like this so we'd like have like a huge argument like before we go out and you know i think even one day i didn't even end up we didn't even end up going anywhere because we had such a big fight over it i'm like you're not gonna tell me what to wear i will wear what i want and you know i've got tattoos at the back of my legs and you know he would always talk about my tattoos how he's gonna get them removed he's gonna pay for my laser treatment to like destroy my tattoos and stuff like that um and you know just trying to get me to cover up my tattoos and things like that and i'm like well hmm obviously i'm not gonna have that because you know you should accept me as i am this is how i come this is how the package comes you know but that is a form of control trying to make you feel like maybe there's something wrong with you you know oh the those tattoos are not 
you know good or holy or you know attractive or whatever so you need to cover them up kind of thing you know I I I have come across another lady that I know who's kind of going through an abusive situation at the moment and struggling to escape and uh, I think with her situation is a little different because this particular um, abuser always wants her to dress up always wants her to dress up and look nice wearing designer clothing you know she always has to look good you know in front of his people in front of her people like he always wants her to like be this kind of barbie doll this kind of trophy um girlfriend or whatever and she's like you know sometimes she just wants to chill like she doesn't want to wear anything special she just wants to chill like you know she, she doesn't want to wear any makeup she just wants to chill and look normal or whatever and he's like always like forcing her to like wear makeup all the time and have her hair done all the time and it's becoming very demanding and taxing for her because it's almost like she feels like she's not enough if she's not putting on all of this stuff to impress him or keep him happy because he's going to complain if she doesn't you know wear all this designer clothing and look all you know spick and span all the time so that is a form of um coercive control trying to um you know either maybe get you to cover up in some cases some cases maybe to even reveal more um making you feel um just trying to control what you wear that is like one of the like one of the the tools that one of these abusive people definitely use um it's very very popular another thing is like you know checking your text messages i think going back like this was the first sign for me this was the first red flag like a hundred percent because i remember you know, one of the first times that maybe I moved in with my um, then husband, well, it was my boyfriend at the time, and I remember in the middle of the night, he literally, I think he took my phone and he went to the bathroom and he was like reading all my text messages. And this is like quite fresh into the relationship. So obviously I had a few text messages from a few guys in there and stuff like that. You know but nothing too incriminating i wasn't in any kind of relationship with anybody you know the kind of you know joes that pop up every now and again trying to see what you know what you're doing and whatnot you know just kind of you know you change your dp or something and they want to holler at you or something you know just rubbish like that but he got like really like he went ballistic like he was like talking to himself in the mirror and like like crazy like Dr. Jekyll came out like that's how bad it was or was it Mr. Hyde I, I, that dual personality like that guy came out he was talking to himself he was like talking under his breath and mumbling and I just remember like waking up because he was talking so loud he was talking so loud and um it just it was I actually woke up out of my sleep because he was talking so loud about the situation just saying like you know, I can't believe this and all of this business and how after I've treated you like this and you do me like this and that and I was thinking like is this guy actually being serious like seriously but he because of his reaction to the text messages that he saw 
deep down obviously i know i hadn't done anything wrong like literally they they were just old messages from you know guys or whatever and i hadn't done anything wrong i wasn't cheating or doing anything else like he was my main you know guy he's he was my boyfriend you know kind of thing so there really wasn't anything to be worried about or you know to overreact about kind of thing i wasn't doing anything you know um but because of his reaction and we generally had like a really good start to our relationship you know swept me off my feet made me feel like yeah you know this guy is you know maybe the guy you know he's doing all the right things saying all the right things you know treating me like how i have always wanted to be treated like maybe i found the guy so i was thinking oh my god like maybe i've done something wrong to you know mess this up for myself like i started second guessing myself even though deep down i'm thinking like this dude needs to calm down like i like these guys ain't you know they're nothing kind of thing on my phone like i don't you know i could just cut them off in a second like it's nothing but he made me think that i had done something wrong that reaction that flipping out that that um that anger that he displayed all the you know dr jekyll and mr hyde talking to himself in the bathroom i felt like i was the one who made that happen so what he was doing was actually training me not to talk to any guys you know kind of thing at all like it doesn't matter or second guess myself if there's any kind of guy on my phone like i don't want to communicate with anybody because i don't want him to flip out at me like that do you know what i mean and that's kind of a form of coercive control because you're regulating the person's behavior you know or even though i wouldn't necessarily have said back then that oh i was scared of him necessarily that is kind of um you know being scared of his reaction or being fearful of his reaction trying to um sidestep his reaction you know that is kind of an intimidation because i'm intimidated by the reaction that he might give me if he sees a text in my phone from a guy so what did i do like i cut off like every single guy like i, I I don't even think I talked to my own cousin like seriously like I didn't want any kind of um uproar and that's why I you know distanced myself from from any guy kind of thing but you know just going back to what I was saying about like coercive control it's that kind of thing you know criticizing your body and stuff like that you know maybe if you've you know got a few pounds on you know maybe let's say you've even lost weight this person may turn around and be like mm, you haven't lost that much weight or mm, yeah you still got a lot of work to do or mm, you know just never making you feel good about yourself that's what a coercive controlling relationship is you know i remember i mean my ex he never really said anything about my body necessarily but he definitely spoke about different things about me to try and make me feel like you know a bit insecure about them um he always used to you know excessive excessive calling you know excessive texting you know i remember i was at university at the time and you know he would text me and make sure i'm at my lectures and things like that you know always calling me uh, making sure i'm in 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 
the place that I said I've been in and things like that. But you see, at the time I was thinking, oh, okay, he's just attentive, right? I mean, I don't want to go a whole day without my man texting me or, you know, calling me and making sure I'm at where, you know, I got to where I need to be safely. Like, I like that, you know, I like you to show that you care about, you know, my whereabouts. So I wasn't necessarily thinking of it as in, he's tracking my every move. He wants to know my behavior. He wants to know my movements kind of thing. Uh, but then when I look back at it, I look at it like, okay, maybe he was just tracking my behavior and making sure I was at uni and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, instead of, um, just being caring and saying, you know, you know, how's your day at uni kind of thing. Right. Because I actually met, um a guy when I was at uni actually um <laughs> I say a guy as if like I met a guy and this is like the twist in the story where you know <laughs> something interesting happened but no it wasn't like that like I just met a guy you know we got quite close because uh you know we were on the same course kind of thing and we just used to like you know do our work together and whatnot right and uh yeah, he, you know, we used to text each other, like, you know, if we're coming into lecture or whatever, like, you know, just about the work and what have you, you know, and, you know, the, of course, the husband was checking the messages. And, you know, I think when we were having an argument one day, you know, he brought it up and says, you know, oh, you think I don't know you're talking to that guy in your uni and stuff like that. Um, you know, just bringing it up like I was doing something kind of thing. So I do actually think that he was tracking it to, you know, just make sure that nothing was going on, nothing suspect kind of thing. And that's the kind of thing that, um, that I'm talking about, you know, that kind of intimidation. Oh my God, I can't talk to this person because, you know, if he sees it, then he's going to think I'm doing something, that kind of fear, um, not necessarily a fear of, you know, him per se, you know, um, but yeah, just, just a whole with coercive control, it's, it's, it's the totality of the relationship. It's all the different acts that the person actually does, because with my particular situation, for example, you know, if you listen to the very first um, episode of my podcast, you'll understand, you know, the foundation of, of my relationship was heavily controlled. Um, the environment, the realm that I was living in was just totally created by, you know, my abuser, my ex-husband, you know, he had, you know, warped my reality. He had um, taken control of my mind psychologically. So, and I had no idea that that this alternative reality was actually created by him and it didn't actually exist. You know, I felt that, you know, my family were against me and, you know, there's all sorts of witches and wizards in the world and they're all like, you know, conspiring against me. Like, you know, that, that, um, that film, the Truman show, I don't know if any of you have watched the Truman show, but like all the people in the Truman show is kind of like actors, you know, the mailman, the people in the supermarkets, the, the dog walker, like everybody is an actor. So I would literally live my life exactly like that. I would bump into like, 
people in the lift in my building and I would think oh my god that's a witch oh you know I would like even people like in my church at the time I would think oh my god you know they're involved in the same secret society as like my mom and my sister and they're coming to kill me and you know I don't know take my baby or whatever you know I was living in a really 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 um heavily controlled environment um you know spiritually uh, abusive um environment where psychologically I felt like you know it was just a totally different reality but I felt normal you you couldn't tell me that there was something wrong with me you couldn't tell me that i was being abused or manipulated or um you know just like i was going through something like i felt normal i just felt normal like okay this is my family this is my you know crazy husband or whatever you know this is just the way it happened okay you know my family are evil and they're wicked and they're witches and this is what they did to me and that's that here I am I'm Zara I go to uni you know I have a business I do this I do that. like I felt normal right I felt normal and I think a lot of people that are in this situation will feel normal they'll feel like their situation is normal they'll feel like their abuser is normal I'm sure he gets a bit angry sometimes or he does this or he does that yeah he's not perfect nobody is but the totality of the relationship is heavily controlled you've got that spiritual abuse there was for me with the you know the warped reality of thinking my family was evil then you've got you know um him controlling my day-to-day -day activities making sure i'm not talking to any guys trying to control what i'm wearing um you know just trying to make sure i don't make any friends to be honest you know i'm not talking to anybody even like in my church i wasn't really um encouraged to make any friends with anybody to be honest don't talk to them don't talk to them that kind of thing and i was looking at it from a okay there might be a conspiracy you know i'd rather not take the risk like literally i had no friends like no friends zero at the time like when i say all I spoke, the only person I spoke to was him, literally, I only spoke to him and pastors at the time, like, any of you that are listening to this and know, like, you know, you're my friend at the moment, like, trust me, you know, back then, we were not talking, okay, we were not talking, I had no friends, uh, back then, um, I was just, you know, heavily controlled but did i think that i was in an abusive relationship absolutely not he doesn't hit me do you know what i'm saying like he can get a bit aggressive at times and maybe um restrict me from leaving the house maybe grab me or you know drag me push me you know those kind of like physical aggressions but you know did he ever you know box me in the face no um so and that's kind of what i had been taught was abuse in a relationship you know if a man you know boxes you in the face that's physical abuse that's abuse you know all the kind of rubbish that he's doing i'm not really classing it as abuse but it absolutely 100 percent is abuse you know the times that he did you know grab me or push me or restrict me from leaving the house confiscating my belongings if i'm trying to leave the house like taking my keys taking my phone telling me i'm not going anywhere you know that kind of thing that's very scary because i'm not trying to be locked up in here with you dr jekyll you know what i'm saying so you know you need to give me my phone 
I remember at one point, you know, I yelled out of the, the window because he wouldn't give me my phone. He wouldn't give me my keys. Um, I think he took my laptop as well. He said, I'm not getting it. I'm not leaving the house. I need to stay with him and stuff like that. And I'm trying to leave. Like, and I became really scared because I'm thinking, listen, like, <laughs> I don't know you like that. I don't know what you're capable of. Do you know what I mean? So I need to leave this house right now. Like, you need to move. So I yelled out of the window to a neighbor. Was, you know, just somebody that was, you know, walking past. And I was like, excuse me, excuse me. Can you call the police? You know, this person has trapped me in the house. Like, you know, so, you know, she called the police. Um because I was just scared. I was just like, listen, like, I don't know what you're capable of. I need to leave this house kind of thing. And at the time, you see, just going back again, I would not have said that I am afraid of him. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I wouldn't have, have said I'm scared of him or I'm in an abusive relationship because all the stuff that he's doing, confiscating my belongings, keeping me from leaving the house, I'm not thinking that that is actually abuse. You know, he always used to kind of talk about my, my family and things like that, you know, bringing up stuff about the past and like maybe things that I've told him when I was a child, you know, my childhood experiences and things like that. And he, um, you know, always used it against me, like good, good times and bad times. You know, he would 100% definitely always bring it up if we were having an argument you know, trying to make me feel like maybe, you know, I was less than or something like that. Or they just maybe there was something wrong with me kind of thing, you know. This is why this happened to you. This is why that happened to you. So all the things that I had ever told him, he would basically just use it, dump it back on me and use it against me when we're having an argument. You know, that's just what he did and that's definitely... um coercive control um those are the kind of things that that he would actually do i'm just trying to think of like anything else that he did you know because obviously at me i'm writing my book at the moment like just telling my, my tell all book you know my tell all book of um you know just everything that he kind of did you know from beginning to end to be honest um so I really want to share that with you guys um, through the book. But obviously it's really, it's a, it's a really good topic to talk about coercive control because a lot of people just don't know what it is. And, you know, in my personal opinion, um, just remembering my, my specific experience and just, you know, the, the definition of coercive control, I would just say in the totality of the relationship, do you feel comfortable with this person? You know, is the person making you feel any type of, is there any kind of gray area in the relationship where you're like, oh, this person, I don't know how this person would feel about that. No, if you cannot talk to your partner about absolutely anything, then, you know, this per this probably isn't the person for you. If you feel like you're going to like step on the person's toes or get the person angry or that kind of thing, you, you find yourself regulating your behavior because of this person, then that's probably a coercive controlling relationship. 
because you are kind of altering your behavior or you don't want to wear this or you don't want to wear that or you don't want to eat this or you don't want to eat that or you don't want to go to this place or you don't want to go to that place or you know you're trying to almost keep that person happy all the time um that might be um, a coercive controlling relationship obviously if the person is like hacking into your phone and doing all sorts of mess like that you know tracking your car and movement and all of that that's definitely coercive control and you want to check that there's been lots of kind of press about coercive control lately um i think um mel b has um done a lot of work um with victims of coercive control um following her divorce from um I think it's Stefan or Stephen Belfonte, because um, that was a coercively controlling relationship. And, you know, everybody always says the same thing. I never knew that I was in a coercive controlling relationship because you don't know until until after because it's that collection of things. You know, if somebody just said, you know, wear a pair of tights, you know, you don't necessarily think oh you know you are an abuse you know you're an abuser you're a perpetrator of domestic abuse just because they said you should wear a pair of tights you know but if you add it up with all the other kind of behaviors you know the the insults the talking about my family the talking about my past the um physical aggression the keeping me from leaving the house or the relationship um you know obviously the psychological abuse that kind of thing it it's a co- combination of things all put together this coercive control it's not just one thing but i think if you want to really understand if you're in a coercive controlling relationship i just say in the totality of the relationship like some people may want to draw up a um pros and cons list you know the pros of the relationship and the cons of the relationship and think "Mm, which one outweighs you know each other kind of thing then uh i mean but even that may still may not be effective because it depends on the brain you're using to judge the um the pros and cons list you know if you are kind of biased to staying in the relationship then you know sometimes you know, if he does a long list of things that are good and then the only thing um, on the on the naughty list is, is, you know, boxing you in the face, you might just think, oh, well, you know, he's got 10 good things about him. I'll just take the beating kind of thing, which is not okay. So I always think in totality of the relationship, you know, is this person, is there a gray area where you don't feel safe with the person, I think? scared to upset them intimidated about something about them then it's just not you know the one and you might be in a coercive controlling relationship and if you are just to remind you that coercive control is a crime it is a crime a punishable crime you can check the cps website where it will give you a breakdown of all the kind of behaviors that um that are indicative of being in a controlling or coercive relationship um i have always been very i just um following um just coming up to the end of um the podcast now but i honestly think that 
the coercive and controlling law needs to open up and not to just be exclusive to intimate partners because that's what it is currently you're only allowed to you know prosecute have your boyfriend prosecuted or your husband prosecuted or somebody that you've previously been in a relationship with you cannot just have your friend prosecuted or your mom or dad or whatever um because you can still be in a coercive and controlling relationship with other people not just um your intimate partner so why is it just your intimate partner that can be prosecuted i believe that they should open it up and the only reason i say this is because i think that a lot of religious leaders are coercive and controlling towards their members you know cult leaders are coercive and controlling they do belittle their members they do control where they go how much time they spend in the establishment um make them feel bad if they haven't attended the establishment force them to do certain things um i think i'll be talking on my next podcast about um spec nation um if any of you have watched the panorama documentary on bbc um about coercive control and that 100% is coercive control um manipulating people to um you know essentially commit fraud um in the name of uh, the lord so um if that law could be opened up to other people such as religious leaders i think it would be a really huge step forward as these kind of um people are committing um coercive control as well as intimate partners um so yeah hopefully in the future um, we'll be seeing that happen but that's the end of the podcast you've been listening to ignite your light with zara black you can follow me on instagram at zara black youtube at zara black um twitter zara underscore black that's x-a-r-a black thanks for listening